This week's episode of Elevate Your Eight is being brought to you by the five-day work-life balance challenge. It's 2020, right? And you've got some big goals for this year, but you know that work-life balance is something you struggle with. I've got just the thing for you. Give me five days and I'll give you some balance guaranteed. Just go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash balance and sign up for the challenge today. Now let's go elevate our eight, shall we? You're listening to the Elevate Your Eight podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Okay, good morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm glad you're listening to this. On today's episode of Elevate Your Eight, I am talking with fellow Soka girl and podcaster, Michelle Marie of the Put Your Passion to Work podcast. That is a lot of peas and I love it. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. So we have a bit of history in that we have the same um, coaching coach, suppose. Um, we met in a, an amazing group called Stand Up Coaching Academy. It's run by our friend and our mentor, Lindsay Maloney. Um, but that was not sort of where everything started for you. You've got almost 20 years in a, in a full-time gig. So let's just go back to the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about your origin story and how you came to uh, start a side hustle. Yeah, I love that origin story because I have two boys and they're really into superheroes and every superhero has an origin story. They do, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, so my name is Michelle Marie, and I am a life and business coach of PutYourPassionToWork.com, new to the podcasting world, but I really started my career in business, and I like to say that I'm an engineer by trade, but a coach by heart. Nice. So how that evolved for me is you would think, hey, um, here's this woman who right out of high school is when I started working for the company that I still work for, so literally now half of my life yes, has been at this company. And that forced me around this time last year to give a good hard look at my career. Was I where I wanted to be? Did I have more left in me? Did I have my head hitting this glass ceiling, so to speak? My marriage, my kids, you know, momhood obviously is, if you're a mom, that's your highest calling. That's something that is number one on a lot of our list. And how do we balance all these hats and juggle all these things that we do and wear. And so through this kind of process of self-discovery and really reflecting on where I was and where I wanted to spend the next half of my career, I realized a lot. I realized I was just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. I realized I had more to give above being a mom, above being an engineer, and I wasn't able to give what I wanted to give and what my passions were in my nine to five. So through some coaching that I received and and kind of got into this world of meditating and coaching and clearing my calendar. My story is on my podcast in one of my very first episodes, but 
I didn't know what it was at the time. Now I can say, oh, it was that journey of self-discovery, you know, that you do every once in a while. Yeah, right. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, It's so, it's so real. (laughs) It is. And I took a long, hard look at many things. I was saying yes to so many things to, I don't know, have that extra comma in thing or title after my name, but it really wasn't serving me or lighting me up in a way that it should have been. So long story short, I cleared my calendar of some of those things that I was doing that was no longer serving me. I received my own coaching and gotten my own coaching and sort of uncovered my passions were very similar to those that coaches do. So Mm -hmm. we love helping others. We have this passion for serving and talking to people. And I had this laundry list of expertise that I could have coached on. I'm not about to become an Excel coach, but I do have uh, (laughs) some expertise there. But really, that's how I opened up that world for me and how I discovered and invested in my first program, which is how we met. And from there, things just sort of have taken off for me this year so much so that if I continue on the trajectory that I am with my coaching business, I possibly could leave my nine to five or replace my nine to five. And depending on the day you ask me, that answer changes if I want to do that. But it's just so nice that I have now this way to fulfill my passion outside of my nine to five and not have all my eggs in one basket, so to speak, as far as income and financials and all those other things that go along with being a career woman. So it was really, it was all about being in a a full-time gig that was semi-enjoyable because you're still doing it, but it wasn't, it wasn't feeding that, um, that little fire that's inside you that says, oh yeah, this is the thing I'm absolutely positively supposed to be doing. And, and you landed in that when you discovered that coaching was a calling, right? Correct. That's right. And so my nine to five job, it's transitioning as well. And everything in this day and age, as you can imagine, is technology and very technical and technically based. And I started going down this path. Last, no, two years ago, I received a business analytics nano degree for advanced statistics and quantitative analysis. And um, can my brain do that work? Yes, of course, because I obtained the certification. But I realized, I think I might want to chew glass versus doing this. Like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Oh, because it's safe. It's going to keep you, you're going to stay in your job and you're going to make more money. But it wasn't about that anymore. It was like, I was going down this road and my heart was screaming at me, turn back, turn back, turn back. Yeah. I think so many of us get, get stuck in that because we do, we get the degree that's safe. We enter the field that mom or dad always wanted us to, or that our significant other says, you know, you can't do anything but this. And, and we get caught in there in that whole, like, okay, well, this is all I'm capable of doing. So I just need to do that. Whether, whether it makes you feel good or not. And I, you know, my, I, I feel the same way that you do. We, we spend a third of our life, our daily life, at least in our working years going to this place. And if it doesn't bring joy, if it doesn't provide us with fulfillment or allowing that passion to be fully served, then we're wasting our time. And it's really, I mean, yeah, a paycheck's paycheck, but it's not worth the paycheck. Um, Cause you could probably go to McDonald's or Taco Bell and, and do the same, the same thing. Um, so, okay. Life coaching was that calling and, and how, how was it that I know what, you know, the way Lindsay coaches us to, to, to get that niche working. Um, but obviously I think you want to work with women. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's probably a certain core group of, 
of coaches that you're so you're looking for. So how did you sort of land on that? What did that? What was <laughs> That's that? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a year to be able to probably answer this question too, Chris. So you're asking <laughs> it at just the right time. Oh, good. Funny you should ask because although we invested in ourselves for this coaching program, it's not something that's uh, certified by any coaching industry by the standards. I, to this day, I don't have a coaching quote unquote certification, but I'm able to say, Hey, I've invested X amount of dollars and I've learned this skill. Right. And now I can turn around and teach this skill to you. So I really love working with the day ones. That's what I call them. This, this woman who has this call on her heart of wanting to help others. Maybe it's looked like different forms in her life. Maybe she could see herself have having had been a therapist or a psychologist, or maybe she is, but she wants to explore this other world. Well, that's where coaching comes into play, at least in my mind and what I did, because it's really just that, that passion of helping others that so many of us have. I think of women, we have this nurturing side and it comes really naturally. So some good signs that you might be a good coach is if you have something and you love to teach it, people constantly come up to you and ask you for advice or if you're a good listener or things like that. Um, So really for me, that's what was, uh, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin, but that was what it was like. Yeah, this is it. I've found it. But then I had more struggles. I had to realize, Oh, who do I want to work with? It's such a broad world. And it took me a long time to kind of figure it out. But once you figure it out and and that light bulb moment happens, yeah, First of all, you just got to act. You just have to see who I think I want to work with. And maybe it's a little bit too broad right now, but I'm just getting started. So let me just get my feet wet and work with whomever. I did that route, really. And that's even with the training that we received, Chris. So maybe I was a rebel. Maybe I was just too green (laughs) or too new. But I really just wanted to get out there and start working with anyone. And I actually started attracting and working with my paid clients were coaches. They were other coaches. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay at the time, when I was still struggling, she's like, well, you said your paying clients are coaches, both of them, right? At the time I had two. And I was like, yes. She's like, well, why don't you coach coaches? I'm like, well, that's what you do. And she's like, that's okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. It is okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I narrowed my message and it it just kind of came to me as to that's whom I was attracting which is great because that's exactly what I know how to do. I myself have started a coaching business on the side and here's the steps I took and I transformed that into a program. So I work, I teach the same thing like how we were taught, meaning whether you work with me on a one-on-one basis or a group coaching basis, you're learning the same thing. It's just the method of delivery of how you learn it. One-on-one with me, more handholding or a little bit more DIY with the group. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It's, it, you know, it's so funny when we, we land on that thing that, that puts all the pieces together and you get, like you said, the light bulb moment where it's like, it's so obvious. <laughs> where was <laughs> I thinking of this before? Um, okay. So, so my show here is obviously about productivity and time management and you juggle a lot of balls. So we've got full-time gig, we've got mom, spouse, podcaster, side hustle coach, what are your go-to strategies for making this all come together? Let me add to that. If anyone here yeah. does Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, I am an ENFP okay. and an Enneagram 7. So if anyone was going to chase butterflies, it would be me. All righty. So with that being said, I kind of like to be on the no plan plan. The no plan plan. Let's talk about that. <laughs> 
Let's do that. So I struggled. This year has been such an amazing year of growth. But what I struggled with in the beginning was the notion that in order to be successful, I had to become a morning person. Okay. I'm not a morning person. I've always been a night owl. I've always identified as a night owl. And I thought, am I self-identifying as a night owl? And that's preventing me from becoming a morning person. That's fascinating. Yeah. I explored that. Turns out it's legit. I am not a morning person. (laughs) And I thought, uh, well, Oprah wakes up at five in the morning and she's successful. So that must be what successful people do. Let's do that. Well, my lifestyle, it just didn't work for me. So guess what happened when I woke up an hour early to try to get work done? You hit the snooze button. Well, that, but (laughs) beyond that, my kids would wake up. Oh, right. Yeah. I have two little boys. I swear they can sense they're five and seven. They can sense when I'm awake. Yeah. Yeah. And they would wake up and then I would be crabby and then I would be tired and just, it didn't work out for my lifestyle. I'm not saying that's maybe not in my future, but what I realized in order to have a successful morning wasn't so much waking up before dawn and before everyone else and having that cup of coffee and doing a devotional or or meditating. It was just having a routine. So it doesn't matter if you do the routine at 5am or 9am, if you do the routine, you're good. So that's probably step one for me was just coming to terms with what my definition of success looks like in terms of like time management and productivity right? and leaning into it. So I'm a night owl. So guess what I do? I work at night. I've literally built my business after bedtime, my kids bedtime. And that what, that's what feels good for me. I still get my seven and eight hours of sleep most nights and I love it. I'm most energetic. It's like I come alive at night. So that was step one. So if anyone's there out there listening and maybe struggling with that morning routine or waking up early, maybe try what I did and just lean into the night owlness and just know that everyone's definition of success is going to be a little different. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. It ha- it can't be a one size fits all model. Um, and, and that's what's what's cool about this whole elevate your eight thing that you've got your your work day that's eight hours, your night sleep that's eight hours. Um, and, and for me, the that other eight is split because I do have a very set morning routine and a very set evening routine because mm-hmm. I am a morning person, so that works for me. So I kind of you know split the part a little bit, but I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do it the way that you do it, and and vice versa. You can't you don't want to do it the way that I do it. So yeah. And um, why was I fitting myself in this mold? And like, then I was down on myself. I'll never be successful because I can't wake up in the morning and oh my goodness. And I spent, I had a dark month when I was going through that process before I again had this light bulb moment of, Hey, what if it doesn't have to be this way? Let me switch my mindset. And here we go. Yeah. And I think too, there, I mean, there's been a lot of people that have definitely made their living off of um, the 6am miracle morning or this morning routine mm-hmm. or that morning routine. And, and I, I completely agree with you that it, it, as long as it's a routine, who cares when you do it, um, mm-hmm. just make, you know, fit it in the box that works for you and then, and be consistent and, yeah. and move forward with that. So podcasting then came to to to, <laughs> it did. to the mix. So how did you decide that it's time to start a show? Yeah. So for me, again, it all came out of this struggle. And at the time, the struggle was how do I create new content consistently in a way that feels good for me? Mm-hmm. Everyone says, you know, if you're in this world websites and Google searches love new content on your website. You know, 
go on Pinterest, go on Instagram, be here, be there. Well, that was overwhelming. And I have on average six to eight hours a week that I can dedicate to my coaching business. Mm-hmm. If I'm in an active launch mode, it goes more to like 10 to 15. Yeah. And that has to be very, um, that that's not the no plan plan. Then Michelle's got a plan, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I had to be, I had to become very intentional. What feels good for me? I yeah. love talking. I have the gift of gab. Um, I also happen to be very comfortable on video, but Facebook with algorithms and with when you're just starting out, I'm, you know, about a year in my group isn't that large and I don't pour into it. The energy isn't there where I'm growing, growing, growing it. So I had to say, what's the, where can I go all in on a platform where I give new content? I pour in, in a way that people are going to resonate with me. For me, that was podcasting and my hubby, he used to be a producer, so he oh, edits for me. I remember the story. Yeah. Yes, he's That's my so editor. Great. So it gets to be a family affair, and that is so fantastic. Yeah, he gets to make fun of me with my ands and my ums. And, yeah, oh, my God, right? A whole new level to the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that brings me to another question that I wanted to ask you, because um, my hubby, we have, I have two side hustles. I have, I have whole, this thing. And then, and he and I do the, the swim team. So sometimes, you know, this thing get takes precedence over the, um, the swim team and it, it becomes a mm-hmm. real interesting dynamic. Like, well, which side hustle gets the, the, the presence of energy yeah. on this particular day. So I like, how has life coaching, how has your, your new business kind of, um, altered, improved, challenged your relationships? Cause I, de- I mean, I definitely know that it's been all of the above for me. This is such a great question. And I'm thinking a mile a minute. The first thing that comes up for me is for the relationships closest to me, which is my husband and my kids, Right. obviously it's grown and it's actually grown for the better. It's been lots and lots of improvements. I never expected when I put on this coaching slash entrepreneur hat mm-hmm. that I would grow as a person. I thought I would grow my pocketbook. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I am not the same person I was a year ago. No one ever really is, but I've grown more in this last year than I probably have in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And I'm a pretty driven person. So it's not like I don't like to be complacent. Um, Like I said, two years ago, I was taking predictive analytics degrees. And (laughs) if anyone's going to grow, I don't know. Is that it? But so. I never expected it. And it's amazing. But on the same time, at the same token, you kind of outgrow other relationships. So there's friendships that I have that, you know, if they say you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most, well, I kind of naturally uh, distance myself from certain relationships because I want to continue to grow and we just all are at different levels. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I, you know, it's not that I don't want to see those other people anymore, but we mm-hmm. have less and less in common than, yeah. than we did before that, you know, when I left, um, cause I worked in college housing for a really long time. And when I left that particular field and moved back to Southern California, I had, a, you know, dozens of friends down here that were 
that I'd met through professional associations, but because I wasn't in that realm anymore, I saw those people Mm -hmm. less and less. And it wasn't that we didn't like each other, but our connection had been our day job and our day jobs were different now. So, um, that hurt a little bit at first. You know what? It's okay because Mm -hmm. I'm progressing this way and there are new people and and there have been, there've been amazing new people. Um, you know, through, and it's funny that you can become friends with somebody on Facebook. That's, that's real. Um, and I never thought that I would say that, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's true. I I've met some really amazing, fascinating people through being in groups like what, you know, what you and I have with Soka and, um, it's just, it's widened my horizon so much. So I really, Absolutely. I feel you on that point completely. Um, okay. So Michelle, tell everybody where they can find you in the social online atmosphere, your show. Um, where can we, uh, where can we stalk you appropriately? Oh, sure. Well, you can go right to my website and just stalk me from there. It's putyourpassiontowork.com. I love hanging out on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. So it's the same tag at putyourpassiontowork and you can check me out, um, on my podcast, same name, put your passion to work. We have been chatting today with Michelle Marie, put your passion to work, and this has been a true joy. So Michelle, thank you so much. It's been great. You're so welcome, Chris. And I love your brand and what you're doing. And I love that I can contribute to the Elevate Your 8 brand. And if anyone is listening and they want to do the no plan plan, (laughs) just make it right for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, friends, we are out of here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and then scat on over to leave a rating and review for Elevate Your Aid. This ensures that Apple Podcasts knows we are out there and providing great content for you, the audience. Want 22 new ways to make more time and do the things you love? Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate for my free guide on rockstar time management. That's chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate. The guide is free and it's just for Elevate Your 8 listeners. See you next week. Keep elevating.